this time on the Fountains Fellowship Fort Worth Podcast. For the first part in the I Choose series, Pastor Samuel outlines the importance of choosing to follow God's plans for our lives rather than focus on the pursuit of popularity. If all we seek in this world is the approval of other people, we will never fulfill God's purpose for us. Here's Pastor Samuel. Today we start a series called I Choose for the next four weeks. And we are completely excited about what the Lord is imparting into us to share with you. We believe the Lord speaks to us, he challenges us, he encourages us to do great, great things in the world around us. Today we're going to be talking about the issue of choosing something, and for the next four weeks, we're going to go over very specific choices, and you and I are going to hopefully choose the God choice. You know, I believe for a lot of us, we've been looking over the past week about New Year's resolutions. We've been talking about how great we want to look in 2017, how healthy we want to be. Has anybody been there? Come on, you're going to start working out. You're going to start doing more. You're going to start coming to church regularly. Anybody? I think I'm going to try to do that this year. And uh, so we're going to be talking about this New Year's resolution, but, but, but we're going to look at what Jesus says, what the Word of God says for us. And we're just going to uh, encourage you today, even in your own New Year's resolutions, that there are some things that Jesus would like for us to choose. For the next four weeks, we're going to talk about those things, and I hope and pray that your heart is open to receive the Word of God this morning, and that you would take it and run with it. Friends, it's great to hear good things, but if you never apply it to your life, what good is it? Right? Life change happens when we hear the Word. And we apply it to our lives, and that application equals transformation. This is what I believe God wants us to hear this morning. So the next four weeks, we're going to talk about specific choices. Um, today, I believe that our choices matter. And you are here today because of decisions and choices that you have made that has brought you to this point, 2017, this Sunday. You've been here, you've come here, and we are so thankful for that. So... We are the sum of all of these decisions. Wherever we're at today is a product of whatever we've been doing in the past. And I believe God has us uh, understand today there are some things that he wants us to do to continually change us to be more and more like Jesus and less like our neighbor. Anybody? Of course, I have a really nice neighbor, so (laughs) praise God. So I want you to close your eyes for a second. Imagine this. Everybody's got to close your eyes. Listen, this is a participation sport. None of you are allowed to sit on the sidelines, but you're all here to get busy, right? Doing good things. Shut your eyes for me. Imagine that everyone likes you. Imagine that everyone approves of you and that everyone this morning thinks that you are awesome in every way. Did you enjoy that? Open your eyes. Did you enjoy that? Feels good, doesn't it? But let me just tell you, friends, that will never happen. Is that okay? Like, there might be moments where you think, like, I am the man, right? But then then reality sets in, and just a few of my friends think that maybe they like me, right? But then there are other people that come in, they're like, I don't like you. 
So I want you to realize that we, we live in this world that is not perfect, and we live in this world that if we think, you know, it's all about us being awesome, we're going to be discouraged from time to time. Now, I want you to shut your eyes, do this for me. Now, imagine if you and I are a follower of Christ, and we are so consumed with pleasing Christ that the approval of other people doesn't really matter as much. That we are focused, friends, that on, on this passion and purpose that only comes in our relationship with Jesus. Imagine that you are so focused on that that the, the, the attitudes and the thoughts of other people are so far down the totem pole in your life that you are, are completely overwhelmed and consumed with God's love and God's purposes. Now open your eyes for me. Not only is that possible today, friends, but it's vital for you and I to do all that we are created to do by God. It's completely possible. Today, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk today about choosing purpose over popularity. We're going to choose today purpose over popularity. It is a choice today that you and I have to make. Is it about being popular? Is it about having the most Twitter followers? Is it about everybody liking our posts, our tweets, all of the things that we do? Is it about really being popular? Because what I see in the world around us is a lot of people trying to be famous, trying to be the center of their own universe. You know them. You live with them, right? We've all been in that, in that zone of taking selfies all of the time. And I want to encourage you today that we must understand that there is real purpose in Jesus. And it should always trump popularity. It should always trump this idea that it's all about me, it's all about what I'm doing and how great that I am. You know, if we don't know the purpose of a thing, we will misuse it. I want to encourage you today that if we don't understand what our lives are for, if we don't understand what our purpose is in life, we will look to things, we will look to all different, our, our job, our occupations, all of the things that will come in, and, and, and that will begin to trump our real purpose. We will try to find purpose in these little things, and we'll forget about the source of life. You know, today I, I, um, I was looking online, and uh, I found some pictures of some things that people use improperly. And I want, I want Peyton to throw some of these up if you have them so we can enjoy them. Let's, let's see what uh, maybe some way that somebody used this thing wrong. So this guy, this guy's got a circular saw here and he is improperly about to slice his buddy in half, right? It's not a good way to use this. Next, next pick. Come on, we're going to fly through these. Um, this is a guy putting his boat in the water but for some reason, he's completely backwards in this thing. And that's bad news, right, somebody? It's improper use. Next one, come on. This guy is on a bouncy ball trying to do some sort of squats, right? And, and we have a lot of, you know, Camp Gladiator people in here. And uh, this is completely wrong, right, Meredith, Victor? Completely wrong. Okay, good. Next pick. Next thing. Um, this guy's got a couple of tables on top of an eight-foot table, on top of a six-foot table, and a ladder on top of that. Does anybody see a, a problem in this picture? Like, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, that's how, that's how Dane did the stage design yesterday. 
That was him on top of that. Next pick, come on. So this one is a trampoline at the top of a high-rise building, and I guarantee my kids would jump right off of that and go wee all the way down to their death. Wrong way to use it. Let's go next one. So this guy, if you're ever going to plank, um, this guy decided to plank on top of a, a tiger, and uh, I would say that's an improper use of a wild animal. Anybody? Next pick. All right, so this person decided to tweet, my sister is pregnant. I can't wait to see if I'm, I'm going to be an auntie or an uncle. <laughs> like, if you're going to tweet, somebody needs to know what they're talking about. Can I get like an amen, yes, sir, hot dog, something? Good. Next one. When I was a child in church, I thought people said, hey, man, instead of amen. Hashtag, I am dumb. We, we've all been there, right? Like this, this, okay, good. Next one. So this person decided to leave a tip, but they, 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 they minused $4 off of the tip. Has anybody ever felt like doing that? Like, is it just me that has ever wanted to give a negative tip? And they didn't even subtract right, right? For all you mathematicians, you mathletes in here, that is still wrong. So it's less than, they, they took more than $4 off the tip. That's genius, friends. Oh, I'm saying. Next pig. So this is my wife in the backyard of our house shooting a pellet gun like it's a bazooka, friends. That is completely wrong. All of my hunting buddies, I am sorry that I have been with my wife for 18 wonderful years. But you know what? She learned in that moment how not to shoot a pellet rifle. And I'm so glad somebody got a pick of this, too, because we've used it for many years. We've grown in our love together because of this picture. We're not all perfect, friends, right? And I am definitely not perfect. So that's the the last pick of that. But listen, I think that a lot of our lives, if we don't know our purpose, we will find ourselves using things improperly, using things that we were never meant to use in that way. And, and, And I'll tell you, a lot of people try to find our purpose in those things. We try to find um, our approval in those things. And and I believe today we must understand if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you don't ask the thing. You ask the creator of the thing, right? And so what I want you to understand today is being popular is okay, but living for purpose, with purpose, and with an understanding of who you are and why God has put you on the, the earth is so much more valuable, We must know who we are, and it's when we meet the creator of us, the creator of our lives, when we meet him, it brings clarity to us. It brings excitement to life. It brings passion to life, and it will keep us ticking and going throughout all the issues of life. This is the exciting thing about what we have found in Jesus today, friends. I want to encourage you. Living for the approval of people will always keep you away from God, will always keep you from the purposes of God. Did you know that? Living for that approval. So today I want you to give you a quick example in Hebrews 11 of a guy named Moses. Um, This was a guy who was born a Hebrew slave, and he was adopted into Pharaoh's family. He ended up living a very lavish life, had whatever he could have ever wanted, a very extravagant life. But you know, Moses, he had a call in his life. And instead of choosing comfort in in, in Pharaoh's 
palace, and instead of choosing comfort, he chose calling. And he decided to do something that was so much more valuable than just enjoying the popularity of his position on earth to say, you know what, God, you've called me to go deliver my people out of the hands, right, of the Egyptians and take us out and I'm going to do what you want me to do. And, And the cool thing about Moses is he had everything in the palace, yet he didn't have a real purpose until he said yes to God's plan and he grabbed a hold of that and he was able to do amazing things, even though it wasn't easy. It wasn't just a simple task, but it was a mighty task before him. But it was that purpose that led him to do great things. Look at what the Bible says about Moses in Hebrews eleven twenty four to 28. It says right here, by faith, right? Because a lot of things that Jesus asks us to do, it's not just a clear thing. It's sometimes, a lot of times we have to live by faith, which means we, we need to take a risk in this. See, when Jesus asks you to do something, a lot of times it's not easy. In fact, a lot of times it takes God to be able to do it. It takes Jesus, the power of Jesus. We got to live by faith. He says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And listen to this. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures than all the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value he understood friends that his purpose was so much greater than the wealth that he grew up in see that's what happens when you have a real purpose in life all of a sudden the things that you really cared about are not as important as doing what God has created you and I to do. You know, when I talk to people about their purpose, a lot of people, Nicole and I, my wife and I will counsel and they really want to know their purpose. Like it's this massive thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I believe it's great if, if you really want to, to, to go out and, and, and change the world and missions and do all these things, which is awesome. If, if you're going to create a cure for cancer, I say go after it. But what I want to say is I think it's less about this massive P that you and I, this massive purpose that you and I are trying to to find, and it's more about the little lowercase P's in your life. It's more that every day when you are presented with an opportunity, a moment to do something great for somebody, it's that moment that you feel the Lord inside of your heart say, I want you to bless that person at the grocery store. I want you to buy that guy's coffee. I want you to speak a, an encouraging word to this person. I know you don't know this person. I know they might think you're weird, but what I'm telling you to do is be an encourager to this person in this moment because they desperately need it. Yes. Friends, this is what I want us to, to begin to flow in as a church. As, as a people that follow God, as he, as he speaks to your heart in those small little moments, and he says, this is your purpose for this minute of this day. See, this is, this is what happens when people come alive in Jesus. It's not that all of a sudden they get this massive thought of, I'm going to go do this and get, you know, all of these things. But it's day after day 
right? Simple things as you begin to pray, as you begin to speak to God, as you begin to read the roadmap to life, as you begin to get involved in in church and serving and coming to life, all of a sudden God will begin to speak to you more and more. And what I would say to you is he's speaking, but are you listening? Are you listening to the small moments? Are you listening to the things on the day-to-day basis? And are you being obedient to that? Are you being obedient to the little things? Luke 16.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little, friends, can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. I believe that we find our purpose in the small, simple times of life. When Jesus says, I want you to go home and love your wife. I want you to go home and serve your wife. Wives, I, I, want, you to, I want you to come home and honor your husbands for all the hard work that they've done. When Jesus speaks to you about how you raise your children, how instead of being forceful with your children, you are going to encourage them in love. See, friends, there's moments where Jet needs a, a, a good, my son needs a good swift whooping on the rear end. But there are some moments that Jesus says, Sam, I want you to go and love on your son. And all of a sudden, I have a choice to make. Am I going to be, am I going to be obedient to that? Last week, my neighbors called on Friday and said, listen, my daughter needs to get married tonight. Can you come over and do that? And I'm like, um, well, we've got some plans, but how about tomorrow at 10 a.m.? And I felt like in that moment that it was an opportunity for me as a pastor, regardless of if these people have gone through counseling, if they've, if I, I don't, I've never even met these people, but I felt like God says, Sam, please go over there and represent me well and start these people off with an amazing marriage. And I'm so thankful that God has given me the ability to be able to do that. And I would ask you, you have so many blessed and so many amazing things that that Christ has given you. And you have the ability to use that on a daily basis for real purpose, for his purposes. You know, I believe, friends, that there's power in purpose. There's real power in purpose. Today, I want to give you three quick things about purpose that I want you to take notes. If you have a, a, um, a guide that you got when you came in, a worship guide, there are blanks in there. And my job is to stay as close to that as possible so that you can fill those blanks in. The first uh, thought that I want to give you regarding power and purpose, number one is purpose diminishes distractions. Purpose diminishes distractions. Now let me talk to you about distractions for a moment. Remember, there is a curse in comparing. When you begin to compare your life with other people, you will always feel empty. You will always feel like you don't have it all together. You will always feel less than. You will always feel that you don't measure up. And I believe one of the biggest distractions to purpose, right, is this comparing our lives to other people. And the problem is we live in a world right now where I can find out what everybody is doing and eating and where they're at right now on my phone. Facebook, Twitter, I can do any of this. Snapchat, all of these things, I can find out what is going on. And, and I will tell you, after going through a lot of these things, you think, I, I, I never measure up. I'm never, I can never do that. This person has a great job. I don't have a great job. This person has a corner office. I don't. All of a sudden, you think this person is beautiful. 
beautiful and you are less attractive and you get off your phone and feel like you are nothing. Distractions, friends, are there when you, when you begin to compare your situation to other people. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Did you know that? It is not wise to compare. And that will overwhelm your purpose and it will cloud what God has created you to do because all of a sudden you will think, well, it's about me getting the best car driving the best vehicle. It's about me having the biggest home. It's about me having the best looking wife. It's about me having all of these things. And all of a sudden, your life and your focus is shifted off your purpose in Jesus and focused off on on yourself and what you need to make you happy. I hope I'm preaching to somebody today. We're going to be here all day. Just kidding. Somebody's got to eat lunch. All right, here we go. Biggest distractions, lunch, right? (laughs) Nehemiah, quick story. All of a sudden, he's in Jerusalem. He sees that the walls have been torn down, and he's upset. All of a sudden, God puts something in his heart that says, I'm not happy with the fact that all of these walls are torn down. And all of a sudden, something rises up in Nehemiah, who was an official at the time. Something rose up in him, and he said, you know what? I've got to rebuild these walls. I'm going to tell you something. When God causes you to become angry in a, in, a, in, a, in a godly way about an injustice that's happening, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for you to rise up when you have this righteous indignation, uh, uh, something that comes into your heart that says, I got to make this wrong right. There's a real purpose in that. And this is what happened to Nehemiah. He said, I'm going to build this wall. So he gathered everybody around him. He got up on that scaffolding and started building the wall. And as soon as he did that, a distraction rolled into town, which is two guys that came in and said, that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. You can't build this wall. The Bible talks about two guys, Sambalot and Tobiah, and how that they, they were yelling at him and t- calling him stupid and saying, this is an impossible dream. And they said, listen, listen, uh, Nehemiah, get down off that scaffold and come down here and let's talk about what you're doing. And I love Nehemiah because he was so focused, friends, on his purpose. He said, you know what? I'm not coming down because I don't have time for this. I am busy. I am way too busy to be distracted by you and your thoughts. And I'm going to be focused on my purpose and stay steadfast and stay focused on what God has put inside of me to do. Friends, I I want you to think today. You and I have an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm, I'm busy about what God has me to do. And I'm not going to be swayed side to side. I'm not going to look at anything else, but I'm going to be focused on doing the great work that God's called me to do. And I want you to, I want you to understand this. We need to internalize this today, that I am doing a great work. Say that. I am doing a great work. Did you know that, friends? You have a great work that God has given to you in your life, and you don't need to be sidetracked in any way. You know, friends, I was in a band for many years playing drums on the road, and, and, and I decided to come home and work in the ministry under my parents' ministry and, and, and work at the church. And immediately, the band said, listen, we're going to give you more money. We're going to give you a house in Nashville again. You can go back to Nashville. You can, we're gonna, you'll have all of these things. And in that moment, I had a choice to make. 
But I felt like in my heart that it was time to stop traveling and come home and be a part of the ministry. And I had to make that decision. It wasn't easy. It was definitely a distraction. But I, I believe that I, I, I followed the heart and the voice of Jesus in that decision. And we are here today because of it. And, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, that whatever it is that God puts in my heart and in your heart, if you will run with that, if you'll run with that calling, nothing can stop that. And there's real passion and there's real purpose in that. Maybe for some of you, it's getting out of debt. You know, people will make fun of you. They'll distract you. They'll say, listen, why do you keep eating rice cakes and, and, and you know, water for lunch when you could come out to lunch with us? They'll make fun of the car you drive. And the whole time you're thinking, I just got to stay out of debt. I need to stay with that, that car. I need to do this. For, for some of us, you know, it's about staying pure until you're married. And God calls us to stay pure to, until we're married. And, and, and you're like, you're saying no to that relationship and no to that because you want to stay pure. And people can distract you from that and try to, try to tempt you to do all kinds of things. Friends, we can't be distracted like Nehemiah. We're not coming down off this wall to talk to you about that situation. We're going to stay focused and steadfast. Number two, purpose pushes you through the pain. Purpose will push you through the pain. Purpose gives you motivation to keep going even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. Let me say this to you. The pathway to your purpose is always paved with pain. Did you know that? Listen, when there's resistance, that's a good thing. Resistance brings strength to your life. It allows you to grow. When there are difficult times and there's things facing you, you're like, Lord, I really need you in this to show up in a great way. That's a good thing. You know, I worry when there is no resistance in my life. Because when I'm doing something right, there is always an enemy that wants to stop me and my purpose in the kingdom of God. I don't, I don't want you to be afraid of pain. I don't want you to be worried about, about all of that because it produces good things in our lives. When you recognize this is what I'm supposed to do, when you recognize in your life this is my goal, this is my purpose, no critic can stop you. We always say, friends, that we make our critics really small and we make Jesus really big. His purposes for our lives will never stop if we stay focused. Opposition will not deter us. Pain will not slow us. This is what real purpose allows us to live like. And number three, Purpose empowers you and I to please God. Purpose will empower us to please God. You know, Peter and John, they were preaching Christ. They had been thrown in prison. They had been abused and beat for, for, for preaching Jesus. A couple of the uh, religious leaders came up to them and says, you, told them, listen, guys, you can't do this anymore. You can't preach this name of Jesus. You need to stop preaching in that name. See, friends, there's power in Jesus. When you and I preach and you, you and I live and act like Jesus and we are, we are the hands and feet of Jesus around us, it changes lives. And, you know, Peter and John said, listen, we've already been beaten and put in prison. And they said this thing that's very important for you and I today. They said, we must obey God rather than human beings. We must obey God. That needs to be the, the main authority in our life, guys. 
I want to encourage you. We must keep up that heart that says, God, it's about your purpose in my life. And I'm going to do the small things. You know, we please God when we live by faith and are, and are obedient to the little P's, the little purpose, the little purposes that we have, the little moments that we have, being faithful in the small things. This is what I want to encourage you in 2017. I'm not getting up here today to say, you know, everything, you've got everything worked out and you're going to walk out of this door completely changed and, and never wrestling with things and never dealing with things. What I want to encourage you today in 2017 is that you have an opportunity to just work on the little things. Just those little moments when you meet a family member that needs to be built up, that needs to be affirmed, that needs to be encouraged. When you have a child that's struggling in school or struggling with a relationship, they need a mom and a dad, maybe a mentor, maybe an adult to come in and, and really show the goodness and the kindness of God to them and bring them help and bring them encouragement. You know, in closing today, Moses chose disgrace. And all the people that, that, that he grew up with to go and do something great. And I'm here to tell you, God has created you to be great. He's created you with a real passion and a real purpose. And the fastest way to, to know that and to walk in that is just begin to listen and do what he tells you to do. Obedience is the key, friends. And, and to be obedient means that you're going to stay connected to God, that you're going to stay connected to what he has for you. Let me read these statements to you in closing. There is value in being liked by people, but there's a greater value in being loved by God. There is a value in our comfort, but there's a greater value in God's calling. There's a value in fun with friends, right? But there's a greater value in faithfulness to God. There is a value in being popular, but there's greater value in serving God's purpose. You know, this is what I, I believe God wants you to get this morning. We're going to choose in 2017 that it's not about being popular, but it's about living on purpose and for a purpose, for a great purpose. We're going to be faithful in that moment. And over the next three weeks, the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about those differences. And we as a church moving forward are, are going to be actively pursuing lost people, people that are far from God, that are full of hurt, that are full of doubt, that are full of worthlessness. And we're going to encourage them as a church to bring them to life so that they can inter be introduced to a God who loves them and will never forsake them, will never run from them, but will always be faithful to bring them to life. You know, sometimes we got to remind ourselves we, we can't please everyone, but we can please God. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. I want to ask you a simple question. Am I trying to win the approval of others or am I living from the approval of God and his purpose? 
you and I must choose God's purpose over popularity of people. And when we make that shift, all of a sudden God will use us in great ways. For some of you who are here for the first time, maybe you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and personal Savior. We're going to say a prayer together quickly. For those of you that have never accepted Jesus, who've never said, Jesus, I want you to come into my life and change me. If you've not done that, we're going to say a prayer together. And then on your connection card, there's a spot on there that says, I just asked Jesus into my heart for the first time. When you're finished, you're going to take that to the connection table. We have a Bible. We have a plan for your life to help you, to walk with you. You'll begin to realize how valuable you are and how that you will now spend an eternity with Jesus. For some of you, you haven't done this in a while. You've been away from God. You've just decided to kind of do your own thing, live your own life, and today you want to come back to him. I want us collectively, because everybody in this room, we're going to say this together. Whatever we do, we do it together. I want you to bow your heads with me and and repeat after me. Say, dear God, I believe there's a heaven. I believe there's a hell. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again to save me from my sins and save me from hell. I know that I'm a sinner and I've hurt you and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and save my soul. I trust you to be my personal savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to, while your heads are bowed, I want to pray one more prayer for you. Today you heard about popularity versus purpose. And I want to pray that that word would sink into your heart and that you would walk out of this door with the realization that you have an ability every moment of the day to live on purpose. And I just want to pray that God will make that real to you today, that you'll hear his voice when he speaks to you and that you would be obedient to it. Father, I thank you for these wonderful people that you've brought to this place today. Lord, it is no mistake that they are here. I pray for each and every one of them that you would empower them by the power of your Holy Spirit, Jesus, to listen to your voice and to say yes to you and be obedient to it, God. I pray that each and every person in here would be connected to you and stay connected to the vine and that they would produce great things because of it. That they would walk together with excitement, with purpose, with passion, with direction, and with boldness today. They would not be afraid to encourage their brothers and sisters, their co-workers, their boss, whoever it may be, whoever you put in their life, that they would say yes to you and respond accordingly. Father, we are mighty champions in this place. And we will take what you've given us, Father, which is life, and we will run with it. We love you, Father. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said. That's all we have for this podcast. Tune in next time for our second part in I Choose. Have a blessed week.